0: Yeah. 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 This is what I want. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host Matilda Johnson, and once again, we are joined by producer Grace. Hi! (laughs) What was with that? I don't know. Hi! Hi.
1: (laughs) It's just very interesting looking, like, I'm used to hearing your podcast voice.
0: And then seeing me do it. Yeah. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Good. It's not like we haven't seen each other. In fact, we've seen each other more this week than we have probably any week. A lot has happened since we were last recording an episode together.
1: Yeah, it's it's been really fun listening to all the episodes that have come out and... Mm. I don't have a favorite. I think I think both dates were different. Mm-hmm. Am I fully convinced you found the one? No, no. but that's exciting because we've only you know we're only two two in. So yeah. I don't want to like I don't want to reveal my cards too early. The that
0: piece. is so fire. We're going to start votes this week for them. Great. I will probably find out who you vote for, regardless, because of that, mm-hmm. and then. Later down the track, we can revisit and come back to it. Well, anyway, everyone wants to know, because last time we were on an episode together, it was in the night before Taylor Swift tickets. And my heart rate just goes up. And it was a very stressful event. Do you wish to share with the class what happened? What went down? I am just grateful that we're still friends. Honestly, same. It was was touch and go. It It was a very scary environment. And I'm also really ashamed with my own behaviour. I don't know what came over me that day. Something happened to me that was very unlike me. I know exactly what happened to you. Okay. We have discovered that there are two kind of
1: out-of-body experiences that everyone has. There's feral street cat. Mm-hmm. That's just, for me, somewhat of a regular occurrence, mm-hmm. particularly around a certain time of month. Uh-huh. But you just, it's a little bit catty. It's just... It's, I guess, the, like, unfiltered side of one's personality that can sometimes show, you know, just your, what you're really feeling in that moment. Then the next step up from that is Feral Streep. No one has control when Feral Streep arrives. It is full animalistic instinct. Yeah. And that's what the entire workplace witnessed. With me. With you on that Friday. And
0: that is something, like, I wouldn't say I go Feral Streep ever that's the first time very very rarely that was the first
1: time i've seen feral Streep
0: with you like that's something that has never happened to me in my life what happened to me on the day of taylor swift tickets
1: so basically we were unsuccessful on pre-sale i may or may not have cried in the shower to last kiss that night i'm Mm swifty but i was surprised at how upset i was we went in with a bit of a plan yep. that we were going to try and get four tickets. First of all, God bless my manager, because the whole <laughs> office was getting, trying to get tickets, and he very much turned to blind eye.
0: Yeah, so for about however many hours it was as well. For nearly four and a half hours.
1: Yeah. So props to him. We appreciate that. Mm. As we all know, everyone's in that bloody lounge waiting for the tickets. And about an hour and a half in. Another one
0: of our colleagues gets a ticket, and he kind of... Gave us a look was very quiet about it and was like, I got a ticket. was very calm. Props to him. I would. Yeah. That is the moment. (laughs) I'm so, I'm actually embarrassed. That's when I start crying. And, but like, but also I was like, no, I'm not sad. I'm really happy for you. Like, good job. I think you're going to have so much fun. How embarrassing for one thing. I'm a grown adult woman and I'm like, you're going to have the best time. I'm really happy for you. Yeah and then that upped the ante yeah because it was like okay it is possible to get tickets and then the fateful moment happened where i get a text from my sister saying we're going to taylor swift and i can't even look at you i know just taking going back to that moment i don't know what came over me a screech came out of my throat you were on I, the floor. I fell to the floor crying and hyperventilating on all fours at the feet of my other colleague who thought she had to get the <laughs> defibrillator because she thought I was about to stop breathing. I
1: could only imagine it's like was like an animal giving birth <laughs> because you were just flailing on the ground screeching and then me and our friend Rubes, who I was trying to get tickets, we were trying to get tickets all together, just kind of looked at each other. With like, I've never felt such disappointment, and I couldn't even look at you because I was. Ha- whilst I was happy that you had gotten tickets, the emotion was a lot, especially when you're trying so hard. I to was get shocked. Somebody. Yeah, and I couldn't even look at you, so I just turned around, and it got to the point where, and I was a little bit grateful because our rubes looks at you and goes, "Get Tilly, out,
0: get out." <laughs> <laughs> And I love Reuben, we have no beef, like, and I completely understand where
1: that was coming from as well. So then you went to the kitchen and took about 20 minutes to gather yourself. Yeah. And then you came up to me and I had my, I was just on my computer and you come up to me and you're like, I think I might just need to give you a bit of time. And I just go without even looking at you, that might be best. <laughs> And then the time progresses and you did calm down, but I couldn't, I could not talk to you. I could not look at you. I could not breathe near you. Yeah. And it got to the point, you know, it's like 3.30 at this point. And I kind of looked at rooms and I was like, I don't think we're going to get tickets. In my like crazy brain, my first was go to my manager and say, I'm going to need the week off of the week of Taylor Swift because I'm not going to be around to be around you. Mm -hmm. And he (laughs) looks at me dead in the face and goes, I'll deny that leave.
0: And then he came up to me and he was like, I think Grace is really angry at you. And I was like, I know. I I know. But I'm happy to
1: report I may have had to sell my liver. We got tickets. Thank God. Thank God. We're not going to the same show. That's fine. That's fine. We are yeah. having an experience.
0: We're going. We got the tickets. We got the tickets. I don't want this to come across as like a brag either. It's just, that's what happened. I'm ashamed of my own behavior. And to all the people who were unable to get tickets. We see you. We see you. We feel you. A cake was
1: made to apologize to the office.
0: Anyway. Anyway, so. We today, got the tickets. We'll see you all in February. Okay, so we haven't done this in a minute. In fact, we haven't done this at all this I was season. Say, this is only my second and time. I actually had people message saying, I miss your recommendations, which is nice because I didn't even think my recs were always that great. So thank you to the people who said who think my opinion is valid so we're going to do recommendations of the week great so go. my recommendations i'm insufferable right now because the summer i turned pretty is back for Ugh. season two and i love 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 it but you're turning your nose up to it and i understand because like i get it i get it whatever I just love the show and I think season one really had me giggling and kicking my feet and it was all about like it really took me back to like nostalgic teenage years of having a crush and going through puberty and becoming pretty and experiencing the male gaze in that way and stuff and then season two is kind of like without giving anything away it is kind of like the loss of innocence and becoming a woman in a way that like you might not always be prepared for as a young girl right. And I've cried almost every episode. There's now five episodes out. They have eight episodes. So, but also the fifth episode just came out. It is from the perspective of somebody else in the show, which I didn't love, yeah. but I understand why they did it. Right. They haven't swayed me though on which team I'm on. I know what team I'm on. What team are
1: you? Um, Conrad.
0: Oh, I'm Team Conrad too. Oh. I was like, this could divide us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, I'm Team Conrad.
1: At this point, maybe we'll check in when the season's finished.
0: Nah, I know. I'm Team Conrad till die. I'm Team Conrad till I die. I haven't read the books, but I know what happens. I'm Team Conrad till I die. We'll leave it at that. I think I should read the books though. Okay, my second recommendation is the Goddess Exhibit at Acme. If you're in Melbourne, I really recommend this. I thought it was beautiful. I went went this week, right? I went to... They had an event. It was like Goddess After Dark kind of thing. Yep. Um, It was an early celebration for my sister's birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Lucy! So it was a really great exhibit celebrating women in film and media. And not just that, but it was also a lot about history of film, of course, because it's Acme. I thought it was fantastic how... The symbolism of costumes representing women in film and how it's much deeper than just like a dress. Women who shaped film and media, it was fantastic. And there were DJs and musicians performing who were all female and it was just a really lovely celebration. Well, okay, this is a recommendation to me that I'm about to read that I'm going to let people know I'm about to read so that we can compare notes maybe down the track. It's A Little Life by, I'm so sorry if I cannot pronounce this, Hanya... Yana Gehara. Have you heard of this book? Duh, this book's been out for ages. Oh. This
1: is the first I've heard of there's it. Been out for ages and there's a play about it. Oh. One of the Bridges and Boys are in it. Oh. Yeah, come on.
0: Catch up. Okay, I'll catch up. But anyway, I'm gonna read that and then we it's can compare notes. I've can... heard I've heard it changes your life. Yeah, it's literally a big read. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. And then a I've added on a bucket list item, and that is I only found out this week that there is a masquerade ball that happens every year at Versailles. I didn't know this was a thing, and it's, like, massive, and it goes from 11 till 6 a.m. Wow. And you all dress up in regal (sighs) costumes. You need to have a good nap And it's a ball, and you party all night long in the Palace of Versailles. And I'm like, we're doing that. How much is a ticket? Okay, this is the catch. Mm -hmm. It's, like... 100 and something euros which isn't too bad but then like there's add-ons and then you have to think about the costumes and how you get there and all of these money's other things. fake exactly so i'm thinking 26th birthday <laughs> let's go to versailles and party all night long we have
1: discussed that we really want to go to europe next summer
0: so well,
1: i mean when i say next summer i mean euro
0: summer exactly So I'm thinking Versailles. Who's keen? Let us know. Let us know. We'll book an entire trip around it. Great. Your turn.
1: Mine are a little bit more thought based. That's nice. But I've got five. Okay. Um, Okay. First one, dreaming. Oh. I've been dreaming a lot. You recommend having dreams? I definitely recommend it. It's been a really great time. You have had really good dreams, actually. I've had some really, really great dreams. I don't really want to go into it. Okay. You've been in them. I have, and I've enjoyed my parts of your dreams. I also have never had dreams so vivid. Mm -hmm. I had to tell you about the dream because you were in it. Mm. It took us from Thornbury to South Yarra. To
0: to, tell the entire story. in peak traffic. And it was a great dream, and I really hope it comes true. Same. For all parties involved. 100%.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, dreaming. If you can do it, do it. (laughs) But and if not, you can force yourself to
0: dream, do that. I actually
1: have a, t- a tip on how to dream. Oh, okay. So I've been going to bed early, but that means I wake up at like three mm. and then I'll usually be awake for a little bit and then I'll fall asleep between like four and six o'clock. That's when I dream. Okay. Because I, and I think, I think there's a whole science behind it because your body have done, has done the resting mm. you don't get into such a deep sleep. And that's how, when you dream in, in that cycle of sleep, that's when you remember all your dreams.
0: Okay, maybe I should start going to bed earlier just for dreaming. I'll pop a few melatonin before bed. Or just, you know, listen to some
1: headspace. That's what I do. Oh yeah, that could be good too. Yeah. I probably need it. Okay, second, um, is moisturizing. Okay. We are everyone should moisturize. Everyone should moisturize. We here in Melbourne are in the depths of winter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like a dried prune. So you're supposed I'm not even talking about face moisturizing, I'm talking about whole body. Oh yeah. So I have been doing this thing, which I saw on like Vogue or whatever, that as soon as you get out of the shower. Slug. Slug. I'm a slug every day. Slug, month. yep. I'm a slug.
0: I slug with Vaseline at this point. I've stu- I bought a massive thing of Vaseline, of Vaso, and I'm slugging.
1: It actually has made such a difference. I have been obsessed with Olivia Dean's new album, Messy. Yes. I've been pretty much listening to it non-stop she is a young female singer out of the uk good vibes nothing too crazy but just really have been liking this album of very hers.
0: on brand for us too messy mm-hmm. messy that's the name of the
1: album there's a song on there called messy probably one of my favorite songs the other one's carmen and you know it's good because elton john gave her a shout out so that's how you know i love an event mm-hmm. so i've been really into the women's world cup i'm a little nervous because matildas are playing canada tomorrow and it's if we're out we're out we're out we're out and that's a bit nervous for me but that's okay but yeah I love an event I also love supporting women Yeah, and I'm behind
0: it I'm really excited for it well we've been sporty gals lately I know we went to the rugby last night the Bledisloe cup that was fantastic yeah and so I but I'm definitely the type of person I prefer to see a sporting event in person than on tv well this is
1: another thing that I love the tickets to these the FIFA Women's World Cup is impossible to get
0: yeah which
1: hey What does that tell you invest in women and people will come to watch exactly and then my final thing which is very apt because we've just come back from it the
0: barbie Barbie so we just went and saw the barbie movie what time did it start
1: i think we saw it it was at 12
0: 40 50 40 yeah and we are now home recording it is 10 past four for me it was my first time seeing it for grace it was your second second time. time And I feel like because you've seen it twice now, you've got very much more like in-depth thoughts about it. Whereas I'm, I feel like I'm just processing right now.
1: A hundred percent. And I think you'll probably process for a few days because that's what I did when I saw it last week.
0: Now, we're not going to talk about plot because
1: we don't have any spoilers. We don't want to spoil it
0: for anyone. I think everyone should see it though. And I really do mean that. I think it's something for everybody
1: I was talking to a friend about my thoughts about it and before I went and saw it again today, I felt like it was a really interesting conversation and celebration of girlhood, which Mm -hmm. is great. Um, I also think it's celebrated being feminine. Yeah. Which is something that, at least from my perspective, is something that a modern woman or a modern female has been kind of told by society that if you're overly feminine, you're not progressive.
0: Yeah. Shut it down. Um, this is something I've struggled with recently, which I think is why I think the the conversation is so important. And I think we're living in a really interesting time where it's like the Barbie movie has come out, TV shows like the summer I turned pretty are uh, being discussed, which is honestly about like what it means to be a woman, find, discovering her own beauty and stuff like that as well. And then you see, there's global events happening. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour is, you know, doing amazing things for Beyonce. the economy, Beyonce, FIFA World Cup. And then, of course, there's also the Women's World Cup for Netball happening currently as well. And so there's all of these fantastic things uplifting women in the media currently. And I think it's amazing how much people are actually leaning into the femininity. Oh, wow. I did not get that out. The femininity of it all. So I think I'm loving seeing everyone wear pink. I love that people are handing out friendship bracelets and being a grown adult woman and being like, it's kind of a freeing experience, just accepting the side that I feel like i previously had shut down a little bit because the, told you. yeah you and also sometimes it felt like am I a bad feminist for wanting to also be feminine which doesn't make sense at all no it, but
1: I totally get it yeah and I like so feel that it was very interesting me going to see it a second time because I watched your reaction a lot
0: to a lot of things did I react differently to different things to what you did 100%
1: and I also, I don't know, just found it very interesting watching interactions with even with people at work with you this week. In oh, the to yes, you
0: going because to movie. I naturally, I'd say I'm a very feminine person, regardless. yeah, and I think oh, it's hard to even like discuss because I feel like I am intelligent, and this is something I know, and I am resilient. And I know I've got all of these strong qualities that may not necessarily be associated with being feminine, but I also really do love being a woman and really enjoying girly feminine things. And I think sometimes because when I, like I initially meet people or when I'm just being like bubbly and stuff around people, people take that as ditzy and it's I sometimes find it really hard to be both.
1: Yeah. There's an incredible speed in the film that we won't go into it, but that is, that is the whole film is like we are told, but we can't be both and we can't be at all. But how do we get to that point?
0: I think what made the movie like really hidden me in my core is that for me, so much of it is actually just my lived experience as a woman. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) So basically like there are a lot of people on the internet currently talking about, how it's hating on men or like men don't actually say all of these things i can like the entire time i was sitting there watching the movie i was like almost every single stereotypical thing coming out of like the male perspectives like mouths and like the things they were saying which is a stereotype quote unquote i think i've had every single thing like that they had said in the film i think i've had that said to me in real life yeah you know like Word for word. And then some of the experiences, like having a man play guitar at you. Sorry for the spoiler. Like, you know, I the part that made me the most upset that I that was where I like kind of started crying and then didn't really stop for the rest of the movie was that Barbie goes through this situation where a man does all of these really terrible things and then she still feels the need to apologize to him. And somebody says to her, you need to remember that he did this, 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 and this, which is bad and you shouldn't have to apologize. And she was like, yeah, but I just, I feel bad. And that's the part that really got me because I feel like I'm always the first to apologize to a man, even when I know he's done me wrong. Or I'm the first to be like, I don't want to speak poorly of him when he's done me wrong. Yeah. We, we didn't speak a lot on the way home. No, I needed to, to like just shut down.
1: But I th- think for me, the bit that kind of almost was like a bit of a knife in the heart was afterwards. So it's this, the film in its core is this incredible celebration of womanhood. And then we were out, we were getting out of the oh. cinema And we were on the escalators on the way down. And there's just this guy who had clearly gone to see the movie. With his partner. With his partner behind us. Like mansplaining the success of the director Greta Gerwig. Mm -hmm. And didn't even have the context or the care. Like he mispronounced the name of her previous films and things like that.
0: Yeah. And it was just like. I think it was a bit of a wake up call because it was like you're in this fantasy land watching the movie and it's like you can laugh at some of the things in it and it's just like it's sweet and it's melancholy and it's nostalgic and it's also like very raw at the same time of this is the experience of being a woman and then as soon as we left the cinema it was like oh but this is reality.
1: Yeah which I think I have a pretty unique experience with like womanhood because I grew up I went to a like, at all-girls school. Mm. Um, and I remember on my first day, every girl on our desk had, like, girls can do anything. Yeah. And grew up primarily raised by my dad, but a single dad. But he raised three three daughters and was very much about promoting us to be strong, independent women. And we are very fortunate. We work in an, a workplace and, you know, we're in our 20s in a very much more progressive world than, you know, our mums, our grandmas, our aunties, yeah. that kind of thing. but. We've still got a bloody long way to go.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It really made me want to give my mum a hug. <laughs> Even last night at the rugby, just getting ready to leave is what stuck with me. Oh, yeah. Because um, we were, there was three of us and Susanna and I were going to head towards Richmond to get the train and go home. And you're like, oh, I need to go the opposite direction to the city. And you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll go. And Susanna and I just looked at each other and then looked at everyone else And, again, not to put stereotypes on anyone else, but it was definitely more men. Yeah. And um, there had been a lot of alcohol consumed by some patrons, and it was dark, and there was lots of people around, and, you know, some people were really happy with the result of the game, and some people weren't. And absolutely not were we going to let you walk by yourself. Yeah. And even... The three of us walking together, Together, I- there were definite points where we, all three of us grabbed each other's arm and pulled away from someone doing something stupid or someone making a remark or someone giving us a weird look or whatever. And it's just like, that was, the, that, I just felt so uncomfortable for the whole walk.
0: We were pretty quiet on that walk home as well. We were just like, uh, just... Get us out of here. Yeah. And you were trying to do the
1: nice scene. Oh, no, no. Because you knew it was kind of not,
0: you know, it was a bit of an out of our way for
1: both Susan and I, but absolutely not. We're we going to let you do that by yourself. Yeah. It's shit that we still have to like, think about that.
0: Yeah. I love being a woman. I really do. But sometimes I'm just like, God, this is crap. Yeah. And like the shit that I feel like. We say we put up with it because we do, but we can see that it's wrong. And I think the interesting thing about this movie is that it was pinpointing all the things that are wrong that women have to deal with and it's still being made fun of. And I think it like by different members of society and stuff and like there are women who don't entirely understand the premise of the film either. And that's totally fine. Maybe they need to watch it again, you know, like, I don't know, but
1: Also, everyone's not going to like every single piece of it. No, and that's
0: absolutely fine too. I think what got me the most is knowing that people are making fun of it and knowing how much it resonated with me as an individual. Oh, my God, I'm getting upset. But, like, I'm like that's just my – that's genuinely my lived experience as a woman, Mm. So, like so much of it. And, like, the way Barbie was feeling like she could – not be everything that she was expected of her and feeling the need to apologize to people for not being who they want her to be and all of those things. I was like, this is just – this is how I feel a majority of the time and I'm sure this is how many people feel, many women feel. And it just makes me sad that people are making fun of that when I'm like this is a genuine, authentic experience for almost half the population. Yeah so yeah
1: anyway my thing is like the people are saying that it's um like man hating it's not at all oh my gosh you need to go see the movie again because it's definitely not
0: it's not at all i think actually it's being very generous to men in many ways
1: again though we're not here sitting here saying that everyone has to watch it and everyone is gonna have to love it but i think
0: it i think it's good to view with an open mind 100 percent. it should be in schools I think it should be in
1: schools. (sighs) I think you need to probably sit on it for a little while.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to come back and discuss again and see like how my feelings are about it. 100%. Yeah. I've got a lot of emotions around it currently.
1: I also think a second viewing, maybe in a like in terms of when it comes out on DVD or on Netflix or something, like I got a lot out of seeing it a second time. Yeah. But still it's interesting how even knowing what was gonna happen and knowing the conversations that were gonna be had, I still felt my breath was taken away a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like uncomfortable a little bit because it's There were like, parts
0: that I was uncomfortable in as well. But why was it for you? I suppose seeing it more
1: from and also like listening to the you know it was a packed cinema it was great yeah and a lot of people were in pink and this was great but even just little things like there was a baby in the cinema yeah and the baby was fine but the start had a little cry Mm. and there was comments like made by people behind us which i totally get but it was actually to the point where like it was a little bit like this mum clearly was like
0: quite wanting like to see the film. film. Yeah. Yeah. I and, thought that as well. And I was and also I was thinking, this movie is a celebration of womanhood that the woman with the child watched the movie. And
1: yeah, I just was like, she probably feels so aware of it. There's yeah. no need. And again, a little comment to the person next to you is absolutely fine, but it, the people behind us kind of went a bit above and beyond. Yeah. And yeah, and I just think as well, when you see it, when you I saw it the second time, it just probably hit a little bit closer to home. I think the first time I kind of maybe got caught up in the glitz and the Plastic and the pink and the coolness of it all, mm. but I think maybe some of the real hard hitting things hit a little bit closer to home.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to go see it with my mum. I, I think that's really. I nice. think that'd be really nice. Um, I
1: also think the bit where there is a conversation about just wanting to be ordinary,
0: and how there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that doesn't mean you don't have ambition. That doesn't mean you have goals, but you can be a successful woman. And not be president, and not be a scientist, and not be all of these things. Not be a Nobel Prize winner. But you can be a mum, and yeah. you can be, and you can still be like, successful. We were talking something for, similar about yeah. this on the other day on the drive home about how I think a lot of people our age have this conversation about being successful is having a lot of money. Whereas I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be financially stable and having support, especially in this cross the cost of living crisis at the moment. But I don't try and not view success in that way. Yeah, for sure. I think having happiness and a fulfilling life and things that, you know, people that I love are surrounding me, that is success and that is enough. Yeah. I don't have to have this incredible job or this incredible career or, you know, have all this money to go on all these holidays. I still have massive goals and I'd like some of those things, but that doesn't mean that I'm not successful. I don't get them.
0: I agree. And
1: I think that hit a little bit harder.
0: This time. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a bit of a town. That was, yeah. Anyway, let's <laughs> lift this back up. Let's get the party started. You've been dating. And it's been fun. I don't
1: really want to talk too much about the daters. Yeah. I want to talk about you. Okay. What about me? How, how are you feeling about it all? I'm feeling. I feel like you've gone through some. Self-discovery.
0: Yeah, I really have. To the point where, okay, so picture this. I'm house-sitting for somebody. I have the Labrador sitting on my lap. Suddenly, Thanks. I'm listening to Air for over an hour and I'm crying. And I'm Snapchatting Grace, just crying to Hozier songs and dyeing my eyebrows at 1am. Mostly this song, Work Song, because I love that song. And, you know, there's that lyric, like, I mean, it's in the chorus, like...
1: Um, something about no grave can hold my down. body
0: down. Oh. I'll crawl home to her. And I said to Grace, I was like, it's always what you doing or you up and never I'll crawl home to her. You know, and I was like having a bit of a moment of if this like, if love like this exists, where is it? <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is this? Like, What's going on? And I think it is because obviously I'm out of a long-term relationship entering the dating game again. And it is a different world for me because I was never really going out on lots of dates when I was single before my ex either. Like I'd go out on dates here and there, but I never really took it in a serious way. Side note, I'm not looking to find the love of my life.
1: Sorry. That's the whole reason of this podcast. You absolutely
0: are. (laughs) I have to marry whoever wins the end of season Season two. two. Yes. But I'm just like, I'm putting myself out there. I'm meeting people. It's not an unheard of experience. In fact, it's an incredibly normal experience. I'm considering this like a social experiment to a degree.
1: 100%. I think two things. One, I think you are in the final phase of letting go of a relationship. Mm. And I think you have definitely shed that last layer. And that's really hard.
0: Yeah, I think that was like the hardest part of it all. And I think
1: going on a few dates made you realize I've got to get rid of this last layer.
0: Absolutely. And it also kind of made me realize all the conversations that I'm having with new people are also conversations that I may not have had previously. Right. And so it's like stuff that I'm considering now that I hadn't considered in my past experience and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then it's also bringing up like an entirely new wave of emotions of stuff about – my previous dating history that I hadn't considered technically a bad thing. And now I'm looking back on it with fresh eyes and I'm like, as if I allowed or accepted so much. And now I'm kind of like, I've set a new standard of what I think I deserve, not just as a woman, but as a human being. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm kind of like, if my standards are too high, then whatever. Because I don't think I can settle for anything else Anything else at this point.
1: I 100% agree. And I think I got to witness your I'm woman, hear me Raw moment a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And that was, there was a situation that you really didn't feel comfortable about.
0: Oh yeah. I totally, see, I totally even forgot about this.
1: You know, we, like a giggle, you and I, we have a bit of banter, but I don't think I've ever been so proud as your friend.
0: Oh, thanks.
1: Because there was a situation that you hadn't felt right
0: about. A man. <laughs> we'll say that much. Um, a man was making me very uncomfortable. And it and- got to a point that you
1: said, you know what? You're not worth it. It ain't for me. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I always get a bit teary. Like, Really? Yeah. Just because... There was a lot of different things and factors and you just said, no, it's not right. It's not for me. And I'm going to not put myself
0: in um, a position
1: that I don't want to be in.
0: That was it for me at the end of the day, because I also, it's not like I was emotionally attached to this person in a romantic way, but I realized like, even on like a friendly basis, they were making me uncomfortable. And I was kind of like, why? And I also felt again, me being a pathological people pleaser, I felt apologetic for that as well. I felt like, oh no, like they're just being themselves. I need to give them a chance and all of these things. And I was trying to make room for them in my life and whilst disregarding my own feelings towards what was happening and what was being said to me and I d- certain actions that were being made that I was like, I cannot condone this.
1: And I think that was kind of a big moment that kind of happened and it's been very interesting I feel like you've almost held yourself to a higher standard in terms of there's been other situations with other people, and you have not allowed them to talk down or put you in a, a box that you don't want to be put in.
0: Very apt after just seeing the Barbie movie. Apparently. I'm not being put in a box.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know if you fully realise that you're doing that, but I think you're treating yourself more like. You- a friend, and I think that is as women, the most important thing we can do is we. Are you alright? No, I'm about yes. to get emotional again. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're supposed to keep the vibes up. <laughs> no, but I, I, and like they're not as full on as that first situation, but you have not let people pull over you. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing as well. Like I have
0: I don't think previously in many situations in my life that I've treated myself. As a friend. If I had a friend come up to me and list a whole things that had like a whole list of things that had made them uncomfortable or situations that they'd put up with in the past, I probably would be like, What are you doing? And then I think I've just let so much of that slide with myself. And so now I think you're right. I recognize that I'm proud of the stuff that I've kind of like set a boundary, but at the same time I haven't totally grasped that that yet either.
1: So how have what have you noticed? with those boundaries you set when you're going into like dating and stuff like that now?
0: I think just having a sense of like surety in myself and like knowing I'm not going to try to go into a date being a person that they expect me to be anymore. I'm just going to be myself. And if they don't like that, that's totally fine. But I'm not going to try to put on a bit of an act or become a person that they would deem more desirable.
1: Because then who are you kidding, I suppose?
0: Exactly. If you're looking for love, for example, and you're not being yourself, then they're just loving a version of you that's made up.
1: Yeah, I have. um, Have you seen Abbott Elementary?
0: No. It's
1: on Disney, and there's this incredible actress who has won quite a lot of awards for her work on it. And... She's winning some award and she looks down the barrel of the camera and she says, camera, zoom in on me right now. And basically it's something along the lines of, if you can't look yourself in the mirror and love who see, you look, who looks back at you, mm. you're doing something wrong. Because no one's going to love you like you can love you.
0: Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, that's like a big for me because I'm very open with my mental health and how in the past I have had an eating disorder and I haven't always taken care of myself in that aspect or I've tried to change my appearance to make other people happy to suit what they think is beautiful and again that's probably why Barbie made me as emotional as it did and I'm at a point now where I'm like if you're not going to like me for me then you're not worth my time. And it's the same with romantic relationships. And I think it's also friendships and just growing in general. If my circle of people gets smaller, but it's more genuine, then I'm okay with that. And I think that's taken, like, that's been a very big life lesson in the past month. I feel like that's just like a sigh of relief. I know. I literally just took a big breath out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like getting that off my chest. Yeah. Yeah. I have been on dates off the podcast as well, which has been scary
1: which has been scary but also I think because of all of this happening you've gone into them quite confidently
0: surprised me as well because okay I won't lie it's been from dating apps as well which I don't I actually don't even have dating apps anymore I deleted them from my phone but these were organized like in advance went on them, and I'd never done that previously. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I've never dated anyone off a dating app in my life. Right. And so it was new territory, meeting new people, and having no previous connection to them. And it was kind of liberating in a weird way that I wasn't expecting where I was just like, I'm literally going into this as myself because I don't know what type of person they're looking for either.
1: Also, fun fact for the people listening, if you are going back onto the dating scene, do a little activity with the people you work with called tea at three.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Cause this made it so much easier. So at work, we do a th- fun thing called tea at three, where we make each other a cup of tea at three o'clock.
1: And in order for you, cause you want to, ex- you've wanted to extend it. What have you done?
0: So I've made a little <laughs> dish of questions every day at three o'clock. Each person picks out a question. It's like having snack cup from legally blonde.
1: I don't
0: know what that is. But... Snap Cup time! Snap Cup time! Go, will you? Know? No? Okay. Sorry. What is <laughs> It's that? a fun thing from Legally Legends 2. Anyway. Okay. So we have the Snap Cup. Yeah. Where everyone picks out a question and reads it to each other. And then we go around the circle and answer the question. Some of them are much deeper than others. A lot of them are really fun. And anyway, so we've been doing this every day at three o'clock. Yep. And then going into the dates... It's like, I've got questions on my mind already. Some of them are fun. Some of them are deep. And I'm just like, uh, I I think that's also helped with like confidence going into dating because I already know what I want to talk about. Great. Which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. When you said that to me the other night and you're like, this was so helpful. I was like, oh, that's some good advice. Right. Some preloaded questions ready to go.
0: Yeah. And also I think it's just a good way to connect with your colleagues if you're not going on dates. The dates... Off the podcast have been interesting. Again, because everyone who's coming on the podcast, I already have a connection to. So we're just like more free flowing. Dating new people, scary. 100%. Terrifying. I guess. So I went on one yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous and it was fine not going on date number two. And that's fine as well. And you know what? Like some people would be disheartened by that. For me, I was kind of like, okay, sure. Because also I have no connection to this person.
1: Very resilient.
0: Thank you. Because
1: I know, even from some of my friends, they get quite. What does that mean about me as an individual after dates like that if it doesn't work out? Yeah. But I think a lot of this all stems from this kind of awakening. Seems quite. It has (laughs) been.
0: I'm blooming. (laughs) God. No, that sounds weird. That sounds so <laughs> that gross. Sounds so
1: weird. <laughs> but I think this realisation that you've had has flowed into stuff like that. Yeah. it's like, well, that's okay. I am who I am. If you don't like it, chill. No, shit.
0: And also, it's not even like a, if you don't like it. It's like a, maybe we just don't connect. And that's fine as well. And also, if you don't connect, that's fine. But why would you kid yourselves? Exactly. And also, like, I don't want to waste anybody's time just as much as I don't want to have my time wasted. You're busy... Busy gal, and, like, they're probably busy too. And if you're going to keep seeing somebody, you might as well make it worthwhile and hope that there is something. And if you can tell after one date that there's not, then that's fine too. Amen, sister. Mm.
1: What's one thing you're looking forward to for the new week?
0: I think I'm going to go home and see my mum. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that, especially after – again, after seeing Barbie, I'm really excited to see my mum and my dad. But I think – I want to give my mum a big hug. I'm, you know what? I just feel hopeful in a weird way. I just feel hopeful and that's nice.
1: No, I feel like I can just take a breath.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've had a weight lifted off my chest.
1: That's therapy with grace.
0: That's therapy. I'll
1: send the Medicare bill through.
0: Thank you. I can't afford much these days, so I'm glad that it's Medicare covered. What are you looking forward to?
1: I am looking forward to, I'm going to take some annual leave. Good. You need a break. I think I need a little bit of a break and a bit of space Mm -hmm. from life. life You just need to chill out
0: in the nicest way possible.
1: (laughs) Um, It's also been interesting, I think, you've had to take care of me a little bit this last couple of weeks.
0: And usually it's the opposite way around. Yeah. And
1: like you got to the point the other day where you just looked at me and you're like, you need to go.
0: (laughs) Get out (laughs) of here.
1: And so... Yeah, just starting to feel a little bit more balanced is something that is making me feel a little bit better about this week.
0: I'm really happy for you. And I say that quite genuinely. I'm glad that you've kind of come to this point where you're like, I'm going to take a break. Because I need it, yeah. you know, because I don't think you're one to very much just take time for yourself. I'm feeling good. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me on the potty. It's been a deeper episode, which yeah. is kind of nice because, I mean, I, I feel, se- season one was deep. We've been pretty fun so far.
1: I feel like I'm almost coming out of therapy
0: after yeah. you're recording
1: this. Hopefully you feel people Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully the there's way. some
0: interesting perspective in this. I mean, I think we're interesting, <laughs> that, but that's open to interpretation. So, yeah. But I hope everyone else enjoyed it as well.
1: Let us know what you thought of Barbie if you've seen it.
0: Yeah. We're going to make some posts about it, so let us know. I mean, you've already
1: made posts about it that's gone
0: semi-viral and you had not even seen it yet. So Yeah, what can you. I say? What can I say? Finger on the post, jump. get the, the algorithm. <laughs> anyway... Thank you guys so much for listening and making it through this episode with us, and going along for the journey of all our thoughts and emotions. You can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at HotMess_Podcast. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week for probably probably, that? probably something a bit more fun. I would hope it's a
1: date. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a date. So I'm like, let's hope it's a bit more fun.
1: And I'll see you in a month. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>